Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome to Passionate and Prosperous. Before I turn you over to today's brand new, terrific episode, I have some really fun news. In today's episode, I mentioned a book called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan. And when we were getting the episode ready, my assistant actually said, well, maybe we should put a link to the book in the show notes. And then she said, why don't I see if I can make you an affiliate on Amazon? So very exciting. Not only do I now have an affiliate store on Amazon, but supposedly they like checked me out, checked out my Instagram and whatever, and decided that I'm an Amazon influencer. Who knew? So anyway, from here on, if I ever mention anything that I genuinely love and it's available on Amazon, I'm going to be able to direct you to go to my little Amazon store and get it. And so that begins with today. After you listen today's, to today's episode, if you decide that you would also like to read The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan, you can go directly over to the show notes on my website, www.stacybrassrussell.com, and you will find a link to go right there and get your own copy of the book. And with that, I am now going to turn this over to what was the original introduction to the episode and let you kick back and listen to me talk about one of my absolute most favorite topics, time. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So today we have such a great topic. It's actually one of my favorite things to talk about, and that is time, our relationship to time. Before we dive in, I do want to tell you about something that actually is already happening because I record the show a couple of weeks before it comes out, as you know, but I decided to add in a weekly podcast episode Q&A for the community. So this is happening inside my Facebook group. My Facebook group is called Passionate and Prosperous, so it shouldn't be hard for you to remember or find. If you're not a member, come over there and join us because on Mondays, we're getting together at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Now, I'm doing it on Zoom. I'm also streaming it into the group. But the idea is that if you can jump into the Zoom with me, um, we can have a conversation about whatever that week's episode was, is. So obviously this benefits you either way. If you've listened to the episode already, you can join in the conversation. And if you haven't listened to it, but you want to come be with us and, and, and have 
some enlightening, illuminating, inspiring conversation, and maybe even some coaching, um, you can come. And it's really important to me to connect with all of you. That's why I do all of my live trainings, my, my free things, my workshops, all the stuff I do. I do so much free stuff. And the reason is so that I can make that that connection with you. I appreciate that you listen to me in your headphones. I love being in your ears, but I also selfishly want to be able to see your face and connect with you. So that's happening. You can find anything about anything I do in so many ways. So if you're like, ooh, that sounds good, but I don't remember what Stacey said, um, just message me. Go to the my website, www.stacybrassrussell.com um, and find it there. But it's in my Facebook group. This is happening on Mondays at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, by the time this episode comes out, we'll have had a couple of them. And I'm really excited about this. It's just another level of community connection that we can have. Um, one other thing I want to mention before we go into our deep dive into time is if you've never left a review for the show on Apple, especially now, um, Spotify, you can give stars as well. Um, so stars are great. I love stars. Thank you. If you've given me stars or if you'll give me stars on either Spotify or Apple, but on Apple, you can write a review. You can actually write a sentence or two about the show, about what you like about it. And here's what I'm going to tell you. If you like the show, love the show, and you want to help us to succeed and get more listeners and maybe uh, rank more often in the uh, top 200 on Apple. Reviews are everything. They mean so, 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 so much. So if you've never written a review and you feel like you could take two minutes and do that, I would be so grateful. Like so, so, so super grateful. Um, okay. That's what I wanted to say. And now we're going to talk about time. So I love time. I, I, I've been obsessed with time. You've heard me talk about it. I've always loved time travel things since I was a little kid. And during all the time that I was teaching yoga, um, I really got into talking about time and our relationship to time. One of the reasons being that I'm, as you know, in yoga and in teachings and practices like yoga, something that, you know, we talk about a lot is being present, being in the present moment. It's not only yoga. It's, it's, it's everywhere, right? But I think we all know that there's something to the idea of being in the present moment. And being in the present is actually harder than ever before, um, not only because you have a human brain. The human brain issues with being present are still the same. They've been there forever. Human brain present issues are some of what we're going to talk about today. But as we all know, there's other stuff that now keeps us from being present, like our phones, social media, right? We're easily distracted. There's just way too much shit to distract us, right? But the present moment and our relationship to the present is something that is... Um, uh, I want to say like it's been it's been talked about for like, you know, for since the beginning of time. Oh, my God, that's so corny. Um, 
And it's elusive, right? Like this sort of understanding of time and our relation to it, our relationship to it is very elusive. It's slippery. So I wanted to talk about it today because I had my own experience over the last couple of weeks, which was, um, you know, I, I, I started 2023. I started my new year, like many of you, um, very, you know, very excited. And I had all these things that I wanted to do. I made this commitment um, that I was going to read more books, right? Because I read things that relate to like business and my coaching. And I used to be someone who read for for pleasure, like novels. And, you know, I, I love reading. And what I noticed was that I haven't been reading as much. So like I made myself a list. I don't call it resolutions, but I made myself a list of like, what will I have more of in 2023? Right. And one of the things that I wrote that I would have more of was reading for pleasure. Um, And then there were some other things on my list, like um, wanting to just do some something, a training I put, like, I just want to do a learning thing. Right. I I'm in a mastermind. I have a coach like I do so many things for my personal growth and development. um, And I think it all does impact like my skills as a coach. But I just, I thought, okay, this is the year, like I've been working on my business and I want to, I want to maybe take a course or look into like doing something up leveling. And then I also um, started getting curious about the AI stuff with uh, a specific program called ChatGPT. And, um, and so I signed up to take a course uh, on how to use that really well uh, for my coaching business, like for uh, copywriting and and just, you know, like just an assistant <laughs> for writing. Um, okay. So anyway, so I have all these exciting things that I want to do. Plus, I have my existing business, right? I have my clients. I have the Passion and Prosperous Academy, which is, you know, uh, two delicious group coaching calls or a group coaching call and a masterclass a month. And we have deep dives and I work with my one-on-one clients and there's a mastermind for my one-on-one clients. And then I do all these free trainings and workshops and I record my show. So all of the things that I do that are related to my business and to my thought leadership and to my work, right? Like what I do in the world take up a lot of time. And so with all of this excitement for doing these things that I wanted to do, I also found myself getting really like, I don't want to use the word anxious because I don't, I don't think that's the accurate word, but like definitely getting, uh, uh, right? Like my nervous system started to like, started to go onto overdrive. And it was because I was feeling like, when am I going to do all this? How can I do all this? And it wasn't like a panic of like, I'm overwhelmed, you know, like, um, it wasn't overwhelmed. That's why I said it's not anxious. It was more of like, of like a feeling of like, ah, I want to do all of it. Like I want to do everything, you know, not like I have to do everything, but like, I want, I want to do it. It's a desire. And then a feeling of, oh my God, but like, how can I do it? Like, how can I do all the things? How can I do all the things? And, you know, so many people that come to me as clients, when they first come to me, they are having a similar experience. Sometimes it's it's from the point of view of like, 
I don't have time to do the things I want to do. They're frustrated. Like they're frustrated. They feel like they don't have time to work on their business. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I think it's not uncommon to have a relationship to time where you feel like there's so many things that you'd like to be doing and it just doesn't feel like there's enough time to do them. And so, so I went back into like a Stacy time dive, right? Because I love to think about these things. When I come up with, when I notice myself coming up against a, 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 a whatever it is, a resistance, a feeling of struggle, something that I want to change, however we want to call it, a limiting belief. You've heard me talk about all of these things, an identity thing. Yes, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when it first becomes apparent to me, my response to it, at, you know, at first is is sometimes it is like, upsetness or frustrated or, or tears, but, but pretty quickly I'm able to self coach myself or I go to my coach or whatever. I talk to my husband. He's great to talk to you too. And as quickly as I can, I, I switch from, you know, being in, in the sort of struggle to, what would I like to do about it? Like, what does this mean? How can I look at this? How can I, change my relationship to this? How can I reframe it? Whatever. And, you know, I just want to say that this is why it's so important to, to have the people around us that can like support us doing that. Cause, cause if I was only by myself, like all the time and didn't have my coach and my, you know, my, my biz besties, like the people who I talk about business with and like my husband, I know I'm very, very lucky that, you know, that my husband is like, is one of those people. I know that not everyone has that. Um, but if you don't have that, it's so important because when you come up against one of these things where you feel, ah, uh, right. Um, or maybe you feel worse than that. Maybe you feel worse than, uh, <laughs> maybe you feel like, you know, a breakdown. Um, if you've got your trusted inner circle, and you've got your people, you've got your support system, you get out of those things faster. I, 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 that was like a public service announcement for always being inside of a container with a coach, with your mastermind, with your business, whatever. Okay. So, um, so I got, I was got curious and I was like, okay, what, what's going on? What do I want to do about it? And so I wanted to come in and talk to you a little bit about the fact that Time really is a relationship. And yes, it's true. And we're going to talk about the fact that like how you use your time is really important and being really intentional with your time is important so that you don't constantly feel or think things like that you wasted time or that you procrastinated. I went through a little bit of a time wasting um beating myself up thing as well because there were a couple of days that I had set aside to get some things done. And I realized that I had one of those shitty ass experiences where all these hours went by and I didn't feel like I had what I wanted to show for it. And I was beating myself up. I was said to my husband, like, why does this happen to me? Why can't I? Why didn't I use that time more wisely? And then the time is gone, right? It's over. It was like hours that I was like, I'm going to get all this done. And then they were gone. They were just gone. So it's not like I could do anything about it. I can't go, ooh, I want to redo how I used that time. <laughs> 
no such thing, right? So this has been happening to me. So I was like, okay, that's why I have to come talk to you guys about it. I got to talk on the show about time. Because the other thing that I've learned is that if I'm experiencing something, I'm not the only one. And this is also such a good thing for all of us to remember, right? When we're going through something, then the moment we go, ooh, I bet you I'm not the only one. That's really helpful. And for those of you who do create content and you know, need to do things for your business, like write to your email list or come up with social media content or come up with how you want to provide value or create connection or resonance with your audience. Always know that anything that you're struggling with, so is everyone else, or at least someone is, right? So anything is usable, okay? We just don't want to like bring shit to our audience before we're ready, meaning like we shouldn't come in like the the actual, you know, well, I don't want to say should or shouldn't. I'm not going to say that. I personally choose to wait just a minute till I have something to actually say about it, that I've processed it, that I've done, that I can put some sort of like a coaching spin on it. I try not to just come raw. I don't know that raw is always the best, you know, place to come from when you're in a public audience. But Anyway, you might have a different opinion of that. Um, that's also a carryover for me from my yoga teaching days because I, I it drove me crazy to be in a yoga class and have the teacher sit down in front of the room and do a way too much, uh, a TMI share, a too much information share, something too personal or, you know, something like, I'm going through a breakup. And I'd be like, oh my God, please don't tell me that at the beginning of the yoga class that you're about to teach me. So Anyway, so I have a lot of feelings about when we bring shit, but I do think you should know that whatever you're working through, you bet your ass that someone else needs to hear it. Okay, so um, so struggles with time. So here's the interesting thing about time, right? Time, time is what it is, right? Time is is infallible. It just is what it is. It started with the cosmos, right? I mean, like when, when human beings first started calculating or, 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 or structuring time, it was based entirely on like light and dark, (laughs) literally, right? Like, like they figured out that there was X amount of time that there was light and X amount of time that there was dark and then started reverse engineering from there, figuring it out, right? And then breaking it down and creating a system, right? And that system, I believe, I mean, I don't know because I wasn't there, but I would imagine, well, we know that part of it has to do with like making sure that like you know, you can plant things at the right time and, you know, uh, get, get get the light when you need it to see things and all of that. But also, if you think about it, time is an important construct for communication, right? So it's it, it's like, it's like if I have an, a, an appointment with you, you know, we say what time it's going to be. That's really important. I can't just be like, hey, let's meet up. And uh, I don't know, you show up whenever you're going to show up. I'll show up whenever I'm going to show up. And let's uh, let's hope that it all works out. So time is very important when it comes to creating ways for things to happen. So it is a set structure. And yet our funky ass human brain the way that we relate to time is so bizarre, right? It is, it is so complex because 
we can feel that time is going too slow. We can feel that time is going too fast. We can wish time was going more slow, right? Well, that would be the same as thinking it's going too fast, right? But like time is never changing its pace. It's our relationship to time. You've, you, I, I know that this is not news. There's always the same amount of hours in a day, right? And you've heard people say like snarky things like, you know, like so-and-so has the same, you know, eight hours that you have and they do this with it. What do you do with it, right? So this is all true. It's just all true. Like time is time. And yet we have a very complicated sometimes relationship to it. And one of the things, one of the reasons why there's so much emphasis on being able to presence oneself, to, to become present. This is going to be like really important for the whole show. One of the reasons why it's really important to learn how to become present is because the default setting of the brain, the default, you've heard me talk about this. You've heard me talk about default settings and how it's like your brain out of the box, right? You, 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 you have a brain, the way it comes to you, it's got nothing custom programmed. It's got nothing according to your, you know, preferences. And then you have to set the settings. You got to take the shit off default, right? And there are some things that we can set, like take off default, and they last a pretty long time. Like some things we can say, oh, I'm going to set my brain. I'm going to use my brain like this. And, and we're good. And then some things it feels like Groundhog Day, right? And every day you wake up and you're like, I gotta fix those settings again. There are definitely some settings that reset overnight or sometimes like midday. You're like, what the fuck? Why am I thinking this right now? So you know all this about the brain. Um, one of the things that the brain does is it tends to dwell in the past or worry and project into the future. I just want to say, and my producer may cut this out, but like you may have heard me brush my microphone. The very exciting thing is that I have this like killer, awesome microphone that I've only had for a couple of weeks and I'm very close to it right now. And therefore I, and I, and I'm gesturing with my hands cause like that's how I talk. And so I touch the mic and I don't know if you'll hear it, but if you did, that's what it was. Anyway, um, so we tend to dwell in the past or project and worry about the future. And this is a default setting of the brain. This is absolutely the way our brains work. And the crazy thing about the dwelling in the past is that we replay situations. We, um, we and, and, and not always accurately either, right? Or we go back over things over and over, wondering how we could have done it differently, thinking that like, that we, you know, could have gotten a different outcome, um, replaying conversations, uh, just like looking back and not always using that to our advantage, like using the past against ourselves or to like, or to obsess and keep our brain from being where it is meant to be, which is in the here and now, in the present. Because only when your brain is present and in the here and now, can it be, and this is, again, I feel like there's going to be so many like important like bombs dropped today, um, truth bombs, or I don't know, they're not truth bombs, but they're like, they're good nuggets, right? Um, the only way that you can take action 
And I'm not just talking about in your business, you guys. I'm just talking about in everything. The only way that you can take action and confidently know that you made a choice and it was an empowered one and it was intentional is if you do it from the present moment. When we make choices now that are based on, and and we're going to talk about the past in a positive way, but right now we're talking about it in a way where it's not serving us. If we're like not paying attention to the present and we are dwelling in the past, sometimes we take actions that are not in alignment with like right now and those never go really well. And then the other thing that our brains do is they get really worried about the future. Why? Because our brains don't like when there's a, a like a, a not knowing. Our brains don't like to not know. The unknown is extremely uncomfortable for our brains. It, it makes us uneasy. We have nothing to like hold on to. And we have fear of like what's going to happen to us. And then, of course, this is mostly related to the primordial fear, which is the fear of our own mortality, the fear of our death. What's going to happen to me? I don't know. What if this happens? What if that? Right. And so we go into what I call the what ifs. The what ifs are not even coachable. So these are the things that our brains do on default settings that don't serve us. They dwell in the past and they worry about the future. We'll just sum it up like that. And it's really important that we recognize our brains when they're doing that, when they are dwelling in the past and when they are worrying about the future. Because that is a sign that we're not in the present moment. When we're in the present moment, we have so much more power to be intentional with what we want to do with our time. I call it our time, energy, and focus. So that's just a little bit of kind of like a little bit of this is how your brain works on default. On the other hand, we can use the past and the future in a really positive way to service at the highest level But that is when we're not on default. See, the worrying and the replaying, right? That's like an autopilot feature. But when we intentionally decide to use the past and use the future, we can do it for our benefit. And I've talked about some of those ways on the show. When I go into more specifics, you're going to be like, oh, right. But now, like, let's go back to this feeling of not having enough time, right? Of, 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 of being overwhelmed with how many things one wants to do and one would like to accomplish and feeling like there's not enough time to do it. That's where I was. And that's what prompted me to come in and talk about this. And I know that this is really relevant for for this audience because I do get to talk to a lot of you on a regular basis. And now I will talk a little bit more about business and, and your passion and prosperous life and business. And that is that everyone listening to this show, I hope, is someone who has made a commitment, made a decision to making sure that you are living and working 
in the most passionate and prosperous way for you. And what that means, hopefully, is that you're using your your gifts and your skills and your passion to figure out how that monetizes for you. Or if you're working at a job and you want to be using your gifts and skills and passion um, to either create your new business or just to make sure you're doing it, right? Just to be living your best life. What I know is that a lot of you struggle with how can I fit it all in? And now I'm really going to talk especially to the people who are really trying to get a business off the ground or, and I'm not even trying to get a business off the ground. I'm freaking scaling a business. So we all have our reasons for why we don't have enough time. For some of you, it could be that you have a job that you go to whether it's 40 hours a week or 20 hours a week or something in between, whether it's by the day or by the hour. And therefore, to do the things that you want to do that have to do with your passionate and prosperous life and business, starting a new business, doing activities that light you up, finding time for things, enjoying your life, socializing, doing the things that inspire you, whatever, you struggle with the time to do that. And then there are some of you that don't necessarily work, but you've got other another kind of job. You've got kids. You've got family. You've got like a household to run or whatever. And, and a lot of people that come to me struggle with finding time for their business and for all the things they want to do because their time is not entirely their own. And then you've got someone like me. And there are probably people like me listening as well, where I am really busy with my business. So I actually do have a business. It's not that I don't have time to start my business, but it's that now that I do have a robust business, my robust business takes up a lot of time. And therefore, I have the challenge of making time to do the other things that I want to do. So somehow, I believe that all of us listening have some reason to be able to say that we've got things we want to do and we don't always feel like we have enough time to do them. And one of the things that makes us feel that way is when we put like deadlines or um, or we make up how fast we're supposed to get to the, the, the finish line or the destination or to be able to make things happen. And I know that this is for me. So I am... I am just telling you that in this analysis that I did over the last couple of weeks of like, what did I do? I I ruined my time. That was one thought, right? I ruined my time. Then another one was like, I don't have enough time to do all of these things I want to do, like play with chat GBT, read a book, you know, like cook, whatever, whatever it is that I fucking want to do. And then I'm like, and I'm really busy. I've got all of this wonderful things. I'm so lucky. I'm so grateful. Right. And then you have some version of that too. So I was in it. I was in my, like my time swirl and I was like, ah, my time. Right. And so then one of the things that I, that I decided to do was ask myself, you know, what would happen if I actually stopped um, thinking that I had to do, oh, 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 I want to add one more thing that I put on my list of things to do. So I've been really focusing on the up-leveling and scaling of my business and what that looks like. 
Because if you want to grow and scale your business, you have to look at the models for that and strategies, like strategies and models. So right now, as I record this, I'm in a week of teaching a five-day training called Know Your Niche. Um, by the time you listen to this, it'll it'll be over, but I'm doing it right now. And all of a sudden, as I was getting leading up to the training, which I've done trainings like this before, and I was basically going to do it the same way because it works. I've done it like people get people love it. it, it it's good. But for some reason, as I was leading up to this training, I got the, I got a hit. I got a hit. Oh my God. I, I want to do more with this. I want to up level this. I want to put more strategies in place. I want to make the experience different. I want to up level. I'm around other coaches and other people who have bigger businesses than me, seven, eight figure businesses. I watch them. I observe them. This is what you should do. I know that some of you use me for that. Watch me, observe me. How am I doing it? How am I scaling my business? How did I almost double my revenue from 2021 to 2022? If you like me and you listen to the show and you feel like you learn from me and that you find me helpful, which I know you do. Well, I know a lot of you do because you let me know. Um, then you should be curious. You should be like, I want to watch. I want to watch Stacy. I want to watch what she does because that might be a helpful model uh, or, and strategies, right, that I could use to scale, to grow, to get to my next level. So that's what I'm doing. I'm doing it all the time. I do it with my coach. I do it with some other coaches that, you know, I that I follow. I sign up for the things that that bigger coaches are doing so I can see how they do it. It's not always that I'm doing it to have the experience of the thing they're offering. But sometimes I do it to, to be inside the strategy. Because how else am I going to learn? How else am I going to see what it looks like? What are people putting in place? So I got this idea. I was like, oh, I want to learn more about like five-day trainings and how I could up-level and blah, blah, blah. And then what happened, this was part of the whole time thing. And then what happened was, oh, fuck, like... um now I don't have enough time. Like the, the, I got the idea and then it just felt too soon to do it, right? Because my training was coming up and if I didn't have all these other things going on, I would be able to do it. I'd be able to implement some new strategies. But because I had a lot of stuff going on, I literally had to not implement the strategies. This is really the, the heart of this story. So I'm glad I didn't fucking forget to bring up the whole strategy thing. So what happened was once I got the idea that there were some things that I wanted to do in this new training, in, in this training, and then realized that I really didn't have time to implement it, I made a story about it. And I made a story about how now I wasn't going to be growing and scaling. And now, like, I, I, I the minute you realize that you want to up-level the minute you realize that like, like that there's something that you want to do, the minute you see more for yourself, the minute you get like clarity or the idea, here's the problem with your brain. It wants it now. The minute you realize that there's something next and you and you see the vision and you see like where you could go, 
your brain no longer is happy with there being like a like a distance between where you are now and you having that thing. And anything other than that thing and all the reasons that the thing is not happening soon or now, you start allowing that to be something that like you either um, make it about you and how, and how shitty you are and how you suck and how everyone else is a better entrepreneur. I mean, this is my awesome brain. Um, right. You you know, like, oh my God, like everyone else is going so much farther, faster. You thought you were such hot shit, but actually you're not They're hot shit. You're, you're, you know, you're just like, you're nothing. You're, you're, you think you're a big deal. You're not. I mean, this is like what the fuck my brain does. Right. And I know yours does too. And so this is, and that was the, this is all because of fucking time, right? So I went down this like whole rabbit hole of like, of how, of how I'm not good and I'm not a big deal and I'm not like where I want to be because this is the crazy part because first I saw a vision of myself being that. That's awesome, right? How great is it to actually see yourself having possibility. You're like, wow, that's possible for me. And then literally a minute later go, oh, but I can't have it right now. So I suck. And that's literally what happened to me. And that's when I started getting very, very upset about time. (laughs) I was just like, time, I need more time. I need to be able to do all this right now. So I'm reading a book called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan. And it's, a, it's not, he doesn't position the book as like about time necessarily. I mean, it's not, it's not a book about time, but it's really interesting because it's a book for people whose brains do what I just told you. <laughs> and everyone's brain has shit around time. But in this particular relationship to time, it has to do with setting ideals or goals or seeing where you want to go, seeing what you want to do, being, you know, someone who wants to achieve, maybe even being an overachiever. Um, uh, But it's about when not allowing your ideal and what you would like and what you see for yourself and your desire, essentially your future not allowing that, this thing that doesn't even exist, that hasn't even happened yet to make you miserable right now because you don't have it yet. And we make up for ourselves how long things should take us. So when it comes to your relationship with time, you're the only person who's deciding, I had an idea for how I could like up level or do something different or new. And because I was not able to do that and make it happen in less than one minute, then everything sucks. I'm miserable. And that is a time thing. This is not the essence of the gap in the gain. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the gap in the gain uh, in a moment, but and I'm reading it. So I don't want to act like I've like read the whole book and that I'm like an expert on it. Okay. I'm just sharing with you. It's an awesome book. Dan Sullivan is a really brilliant coach and, um, he has another book called who not how. So anyway, so I'm reading the gap in the game and I'm like, Oh, right. 
and I'm going to tell you what the gap in the gain is in a moment. But anyway, I was like, I am, I am looking at this ideal. I'm looking at this like thing that I believe I can do. I believe I, it's not that like, I don't believe I can do it, but I'm also making up a story about my relationship to time. I'm not looking at, and this brings me back to the present. I'm not looking at my present reality and telling myself that, and again, I don't, you know me, I think by now, I'm like, you know me, I'm not an excuse maker, right? I'm not into excuses. Like, and, and I, and I like to be really, um, really, uh, I don't know, sensitive, clear, whatever you want to call it when I'm working with a, with a client and, I don't want ever to sound like I'm helping people to make excuses for themselves. And then on the other hand, I think sometimes like there are some legitimate like realities, right? So looking at how busy you are and what your life really looks like, or if you're me, how busy your business is, or if you're uh, 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 work full time, looking at that reality that many of your hours are spent on something else. And there's a legit like uh, amount of time that you have for other things like that's not an excuse. Like it's a real thing. But what you decide to do about it is the thing. And how you decide to think about it and see it is the thing. So when we get into the hole of I'm, I'm, I suck. I should have gotten this done by now. I should be off the ground. I should have 10 clients. I should be making six figures. I should be doing my events like in a fancier way. But whatever the fuck it is, I should have a house. I should be relaxing. I should be on vacation. Bye now, bye now, bye now. What we're doing to ourselves is we are fucking ourselves with our relationship to time because we're the only ones making that shit up. And so I noticed that I was doing that to myself. I noticed that it, that I was, yes, yes, it is true that like I would like to have more time. But I can figure out how to get where I want to go in just a different kind of relationship to time. I might not be able to drop everything and implement this one thing all at once right now, but I can implement it by slowly putting the pieces in place and it will be a longer period of time, but it's taking into consideration the a wonderfulness of how busy my business is right now. So in the gap in the gain, what Dan Sullivan is talking about is about how human brains, he's making it more about happiness, just so you know. And what and and in the book, it it's um it's a lot about how we tend to measure our success. At, well, first of all, that we that we associate happiness with like outcomes, like future outcomes. And you know that this is what human beings do all the time. They're sort of like, I'll be happy when. And so first and foremost, the book is kind of like saying like, that's not a thing. You have to be happy now. You can be happy now. There's no such thing as like making your, your happiness contingent on anything. So that's about the present moment. Okay. And that's about understanding what happiness really is and, and how it's not associated with like our ideals and stuff like that. And then it's also talking about achievement and goals and how important it is to always measure your success by, and here's why I wanted to bring this up in our relationship to time, by 
where you are now and by looking at how you got here. So where you started on your way to that future thing that doesn't exist yet. And you've heard me talk a lot in episodes about the importance of like going back and loading up on your accomplishments or your achievements or looking at what you've already done. I have to do this all the freaking time. I literally will have some amazing thing happen. I will have an amazing thing happen. Something great. Whatever, sign a new client, have a great launch, get a recognition. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I just got, I just got like surprised um, that I was listed in Influence Digest as one of the top 15 coaches in New York in 2023. Literally, I got like a LinkedIn tag that I was in this article and I was, and I was like top 15 coaches in New York in 2023. And I'm on this list. No one ever reached out to me and was like, do you want to be on this list? Like it wasn't something I like finagled. It was just like a legit thing. And that happened. And the way my brain works is like that happens. And then literally an hour later, I'm like, no one's ever going to want to be my client again. (laughs) Right? So the way that our brains work is that like they literally take success and like make it fleeting and forget about it and and go, oh, yeah, that happened. Uh, It was a fluke. Um, It's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Who gives a shit? Um, You know, whatever. And so one of the things that I have to do on a consistent basis is is review and go back and go on that day where I told you that I like felt like I wasted all these precious hours and I couldn't get them back. Do you think I did nothing? Of course, I didn't do nothing. Of course, I got shit done. It just wasn't as much stuff as I had said. I, I like the day before I had said to my assistant, oh my God, I have this whole weekend. I, I left my two days and I'm going to make all the worksheets for Know Your Niche. Uh, I'm going to fill out our podcast um, uh, document that we're going to, that we're putting together like a guide to the podcast. Uh, I'm going to write my bio for this summit that I'm on. I'm going to create a new freebie for that summit that I'm doing. Uh, I'm also going to do this and oh yeah, and Remember that thing? I I made this insane list of shit that I was going to do. I was like, I'm feeling so motivated, right? And then I woke up on Saturday and I was like, oh, fuck, it's my weekend. I'd like to drink an extra cappuccino in my bed and sit and read the newspaper for a while, you know? And then I finally got to my desk and then I did make all the worksheets for the training coming up, but I didn't get anything else done. And then I was like, beating myself up because I had said I was going to do this. And then I thought I wasted time. I didn't use my time well, but I forgot that I used some of my time to like do something that I really wanted to do. I did use my time to read some of the book. Now I told you I wanted to read fiction, but whatevs I'm reading gap in the game. It's not fiction. I did read some of my book. I did fuck around in chat GPT. I did do some of these things that I want to do. But instead of that, of seeing that, I I measured myself against what I said I was going to do as this like kind of really too big of an ambition thing to get done in the way I said I was going to do it, whatever. Right. And so 
what the gap in the gain is all about is it's about not measuring yourself against what you didn't do or against where you're not yet, but by looking back at what you did do. And this is not new to me. Like, this is so not new to me. But of course, whenever we like hear it from someone else's perspective or we like dive in, you know, I mean, he's not saying it in exactly the same way I do. I love different relationships and perspectives. And I love like, you know, all of this mind stuff is not new, right? Like I, all these wonderful people out there, everyone, we're all teaching the same stuff, right? We're all teaching similar stuff but just through different lenses. It's really great to like when someone, um, when you get to look through someone else's lens, you're, you, you know, you may hear it differently or you reminded of something or it strikes a different chord. So this use of the past, instead of using the past against ourselves and replaying what we didn't do or how we didn't get a good outcome, Right. We get to use the past as, as an incredible source of data. We get to look at the past and go, well, there's information there. There's information there. There's always going to be information about what you did do. Because unless you're literally in like a, unless you're just sitting, staring off into a void for, you know, for like months Unfortunately, and I hate to say this, that would probably mean that you're like, you're very depressed. And that's a whole different thing than what we're talking about. But if you're like out doing life and doing your shit and doing the best you can, then what we can assume is that you did something, you took some action. And if you didn't, then you get to use that not to beat yourself up and make yourself out to be a piece of shit, but you actually get to use that to say, wow. How could I, what would I like to do instead? What would I like to do instead? And that's bringing you to the present moment where you go, all right, well, I might have fucked that time away, but I have an opportunity right now to get really present and get really intentional about what I'd like to do with my time. So you always get to recover your relationship to time. There's no such thing. Okay, now, can we ever miss an opportunity or whatever? You know, like, maybe. But then our relationship to thinking that we missed an opportunity, once again, this is all in your brain. You can decide, and I think we've talked about this. Sometimes I don't remember when I said something. But we, you get to say, well, the reason why I missed that opportunity, if you even call it that, is because there was a reason for it. I needed to learn something. Something better was coming. I have a couple of things that happened in my past uh, as an actor, actress, actor, performer that I have dwelled on a lot and have had to do a lot of work around to not dwell in it. One of those things was that I was I I I got what I asked for when I when I was in, in musical theater, when I was in my 20s, I had been in musical after musical after musical. I'd been in the national Broadway show Fiddler on the Roof, national tour Fiddler on the Roof, other musicals. And I decided that I didn't want to uh, be pigeonholed only as a musical theater person. 
And so I told my agent, I want to go out for auditions for plays. I want to be in a play next. And so I got cast in a play. I got cast in a play at a regional theater. I was very excited to, to do this. I was really excited to go away and do this play. And while I was, I wasn't there yet, right? I was, the play was whatever. It was a month away. And during that time, um, I was doing a little, a little side gig, a little singing thing. And the guy who was the musical director said, oh, I'm working on a project that you would be perfect for and you should audition for it. It's just a workshop. Okay. So like a workshop of a show back, 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 back in the nineties in the day was not anything big deal. It was like, it was like basically no money and no guarantee that anything was going to come of it. And I was like, oh, I can't, I'm going to do a play. And he was like, oh, but I really think you should audition for this. You're so right for it. And I was like, yeah, but I got to play. Like, it's what I asked for. It's what I want to do. And, um, and he, and he convinced me. He convinced me to go on the audition. I was like, I'm just telling you, I'm not going to stay here to do this workshop and and not go do this play. He was like, that's okay. Just go on the audition. At least the director will see you, blah, blah, blah. So I go on the audition and they're like, ooh, like, will you come for a callback? And I was like, I can't. I'm going to do this play. And then he was like, just go to the callback. And I was like, okay. So I go to the callback and then he told me, oh, you know, they're going to offer you the part. And I was like, please do not have them offer me the part. I'm going to do this play. All right. I'm going to cut this story short and tell you that it was for rent. It was for rent. It was for the workshop of rent to be in the ensemble and a cover for a lead role. And but rent wasn't rent yet. It wasn't a famous show. It was nothing. It was a cassette tape that I had that didn't sound that good. And um, and I had a real job. I had a play to go do. Um, and I went and I did it. And while I was away doing the play, Rent became like the biggest hit ever, moved to Broadway. And then, of course, like because I because I told them I didn't want to be in it, then they like hated me and they would never let me audition for it again. So um, that is one of those things that I could tell you. I've dwelled in the past over that. I've wondered um, what would have happened. How would my life and career have been different? I've done all of that. I've done it about a million things, to be honest with you. And what I've learned is that that has that does not serve me. And I now have gone to hypnotherapy about it, and I've done lots of subconscious belief work. But the reason why I'm making I'm sharing this with you in our time episode, in a time a time episode, because I'm sure it's not the only one and won't be the only one, is because this is a way that the human brain like torments us with our past if we let it. Because it's my interpretation of the story that somehow that would have been a, a a a better a better road, a better path, that things would be different for me right now. And I make up a story about what that would be like. And the truth is, is I can't know that. It could have been a total fucking disaster. Me being in the show. It could not have worked out for me. It could have been a miserable experience. Who knows? And so what is the dwelling in the past doing for me? But instead, I get to look back and ask myself, what empowering decisions did I make for myself at that time? 
And I made a really empowering decision to go do something that I really wanted to do and that I got, like I got cast in this play and I ended up doing that play uh, like more than once. And then they wrote a sequel and wrote my part for me. And it was a really, really amazing experience in my life. I could view that whole thing in the gap or I can view it in the gain. So our relationship to time is really precarious. We can use the past against ourselves and we can worry about the future and make it paralyze us and make us not even take action because we don't know what's going to happen and we allow the fear of the unknown to take over. Or we can use our past as evidence of how far we've come and how many things we've been able to do and look for our achievements and our accomplishments. And we can see how it got us to where we are now. And then we can use those visions and dreams like I've had of, oh, I can see myself going to the next level. I see how it's going to happen. I see what I want to do. And instead of then using that against myself and how I'm not there yet and how I don't have enough time to do it, I can get really present. And I can look at what my present reality is, which has a lot of gain in it. It has a lot of success. It has a lot of great choices. It has a lot of things currently happening that do require and demand my attention. And I can then say, what choice would I like to make about how I'm also going to make room for these other things? And one of the choices that I can make is to be okay with my timeline. It's to be okay with making it slower a little bit if that's what it takes for me to fit in all the things I want to do. If I got less done Saturday on my business because I spent two hours doing the things I said I wanted to do, read, fuck around, have a good time, I can either make myself bad for that and beat myself up over it, or I can look at it as it is, which is I used my time in the present moment the way I wanted to be using it. And if I want to be someone who uses my time better, then I can take action on that. I can read a book about it. I can take a course on it. I can have a coach. I can have a conversation about it. I could literally go to my coach and say, I'm concerned that I'm not optimizing my time. And one of the things that we get to do as we grow and scale, and this is really important, you guys, really important, is we get to build a team and we get to hire out. So if you think that all of the people who are crushing it and are out there doing all the things have more time than you, they don't. If you think they're better than you or that they know how to use their time better, they may, they may have some skills. They're not better than you. That's not what I meant. But they may know how to use their time better. But one of the ways that they're doing that is that they know when it's time to pay someone else to do the things that you don't have to do. And guess what that does? It buys you time. It buys you back time. So you've heard me say that your three greatest commodities are time, energy, and money. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Money buys you back time and energy. 
And that was a really interesting thing for me to notice over these last few weeks where I was like, I don't have time to do X, Y, and Z. So guess what I did? I realized, oh shit, I need to have my assistant do these other things for me that I've been telling myself only I can do. But that's not true. That's just like a control freak story because I have a lot of control issues. I like I like things to be done a certain way. I don't like mistakes. And so I've I, I've taught myself over the years to do everything myself. That is not going to serve me anymore. It doesn't serve my time. So I have to make some changes to like the way I think so that I can give things to someone else to do and trust that they can do them so that I can have more time. It's all a relationship. And it's all a decision about how you want to invest your most valuable resources. And it's a decision not to beat yourself up and go into the default relationship to time, but to take an empowered stance for your relationship to time and say time spent gives me information and data that I can then use from my present reality to make choices about how I think I might be able to get to where I want to go in the future. It's really complex and it's also really simple. And it's also really doable. So if you, and you know, I often talk about the, the mindsets and the choices that we make that we make in or out of scarcity. And so I'm going to leave you with this. If you have a scarcity of time, the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. So it means that you have a scarcity in other areas. Do not let your scarcity of time also be impacted by you having a scarcity money mindset. Because there are times that you can buy time. And that's a really good thing. Meaning buy back your time. Have someone else do the things that are not important for you to do or that you don't need to do so that you can do the things that you want to do that are actually going to be in your zone of genius and that are going to make you actually in in the end go farther faster. So we need support to do these things and make these choices. I do. I just had like a really empowering conversation with my coach this morning, asking her all kinds of questions about like who, like more details of like who's on her team and and what she invests in. Because now I'm in that feeling of, ooh, 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 I see this for myself. And I'm going to have to figure out how to make the time. That's what I have for you today. I hope that you will join us at the Passionate and Prosperous podcast Q&A sessions in my Facebook group on Mondays. As of now, when I'm making the recording, I'm saying that I'm trying Mondays at 4.30 Eastern. It could change, but that's what we're going to try for now. I also do want to remind you that um, the Passionate and Prosperous Academy is available for you. It's a one-year business development and personal growth program where I will help you to take all of the actions that you want to take. And I want you to know that everyone ever who comes into the academy has 
their own version of what we talked about today. Some relationship to time that makes them feel like they don't have enough time to do the things they want to do. And that is one of the reasons why they come into the academy, because I help you to make sure that you are taking the right actions, the aligned actions, and that you're not wasting your time, energy, and focus on things that are not going to help you get to where you want to go. I will be with you next week. Um, Sending you all the love. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.